The search is vast and they've got to be fast to catch the worms in the twilight hours. The moon is high and brief is the night that conceals them from predatory powers. Click, click calls the spines of the Tenric. Stay together or become a casualty. That's the only way to make it today in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's 30 minutes of interesting animal info for you. For me? No, for for you. I'm pointing at the microphone. The microphone gets it. The microphone gets it, or rather the people that are hearing it because of the microphone. The people in the microphone. Yeah, that's right. The taxonomy titans themselves. We should let them out sometimes. The listeners. The the borrowers in here? (laughs) No. No, this is their job. They're they're cranking all the gears so that the microphone works. If they if they if they stop working for even a moment, this entire podcast fails. But you know what won't fail? The fact that I'm Joe. And oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> In that case, then uh, I'll forever be Carlos. And today we're talking about a spiky m- mammal that looks <laughs> looks like a cross between a hedgehog and a shrew, but is actually neither. I accidentally wrote spiky mama. <laughs> <laughs> In my notes. You should have just gone with that. We're talking about a spiky mama that looks like a hedgehog and a shrew. <laughs> but it's neither one, and more on that later, maybe. Well, there it is. It's neither there one. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're talking about the, the Tenric. Specifically, tenric. the Lowland Streak Tenric. Yes, not... Not the Cosmic Cube in the Avengers, the Tesseract. No, the Tenric. <laughs> Otherwise known as... The spiny stridulator. Ah, that's a throwaway. Mm-hmm. A good one is Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> and the Sonic Park is coming later. Um, and the last one is Quilliam Quilberforce. I just could not say that. <laughs> but now we know what everybody, what everyone's going to start calling it from now on. Uh, let's talk about how, how to classify it. Where does it live? Yeah. I don't envy the astronomical, taxonomical task you have ahead of you. I've practiced these, so we're good. Good. They're long. <laughs> okay, yes. Kingdom. This one's a long one. You may not have heard it before, but it's Onomalia. You okay, know it, you, you love lo- it, you're in it. Yeah, all those three things. <laughs> um, also, you know it, love it, in it. Phylum Chordata. This thing has a, a teeny little spine. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, the class is mammalia because you are a mammal man, and um, this is like the one billionth mammal that you've done. I, I'm going to just slowly phase into never doing anything but mammals. <laughs> Throw in an occasional bird. But if it's not warm-blooded, I'm not down. Then the then I, I, I shoulder a tremendous burden of doing all of the other animals, <laughs> even if I don't want to. Uh, the order is Afrosorcida. Right? Sure. That sounds right. It sounds, it sounds like a like a witch doctor. Afrosorcida. I actually thought it was like um, a scorned babysitter that comes from Africa. An Afrosorcida. <laughs> I'm just going to hiss at that. Uh, that is, it actually it literally means looking like the Afri- an African shrew. Oh, what okay. That means. Um, and that order includes hedgehogs, moles, and shrews, and tenrex. Uh, the family is Tenresidae. The genus is, here we go, Hemisentetes. 
Pretty good. That's fun. And the species is Semispinosis. <laughs> so what's the binomial name, do you think? Hemisenteddy's <laughs> Semispinosis. What a name. Awesome. Awesome name. <laughs> Love it. So tenoaks are an entire family. Yeah. There's a lot of different um, species within this whole scenario. Um, but we are specifically talking about the lowland streaked. Streaked. I almost said striped, but streaked. Well, David Attenborough calls them striped Tenrix on the BBC show that I saw Tenrix on. I definitely think it's a potato tomato thing. Potato tomato? <laughs> <laughs> you uh, could call it either one. Yeah, you, it's, it's also, it's both one and the same. All right, so where do these guys actually live, though? The question answered, Madagascar. Pretty exclusively. In fact... Actually exclusively. They're on the right side. They're, of yeah, they're on specifically eastern Madagascar. Yeah. Um, and they live uh, kind of near the ocean. So, where there's a quill, there's a quay. What's a quay? It's like a, like a uh, man-made structure near the water for boats and stuff. <laughs> I, so, I'm sorry, I had to shoehorn that in there, but <laughs> I could not. So, if you're wondering... I've never heard of a Tenrec before. Has has Joe gone and picked another tiny mouse animal? Well, you'd be right about that. <laughs> name four other ones. Right. <laughs> I can name three. Um, uh, all right. So you've got the mouse in your head. It's it, I mean it's a shrew. If you know what a shrew looks like, then you're on the you're on the right path here uh-huh. uh it's kind of it's like a it's a mouse with a with a long schnoz yep. a long snout uh i think they have some sort of like uh com- common relation with uh elephants like they stem from elephants in some taxonomical way are you sure that's what i saw oh, okay good there is actually a shrew called the elephant shrew oh well shrews do yeah maybe i might just be making stuff up here <laughs> <laughs> so it's very cute in some pictures. Other pictures, it looks horrifying. Well, it's small. I think the closer up the picture is, the scarier and uglier it looks. But when you're far away, you're like, that. that's an adorable little 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 boy. It's like a land sea urchin. Yeah. Like a hedgehog. Uh, it has Its fur is black. Here's the crazy thing. It's got black fur with bright yellow streaks. And a yellow... Some of them have like this bright yellow mane. Yeah. That if you've ever seen Zapdos. It looks just like Zapdos. That's what it is, yeah. Yeah, the Pokemon. Um, because I don't think there is an animal that we've covered that looks more like a Pokemon than, than Tennyson over here. <laughs> uh, and it, it, it looks like it's wearing a bee costume. It's just like, it's so brightly colored. Um, and it has these yellow quills coming out of its back. Quillium is what, uh-huh. is what I would name mine. Peter. Um, and uh, it's like so. It's like a hedgehog, but it doesn't have quite as many spikes as a hedgehog. They're like longer quills. They look more painful, uh, and uh, it definitely wields the power of electricity. <laughs> <laughs> I'll teach you the electric spine. <laughs> there, I got my song in. Um, Not quite though. Do you want to see my picture of the Tenrec? Sure. I. <laughs> That looks like a Pokemon. I yeah. I, I typed in Tenrec and I kept scrolling until I found one that like it turned it into a Pokemon card and then I drew that. Electric ground type. Ground? Or rock. That's OP. It's overpowered. Anyway, he's saying nice to shock you. 
<laughs> These guys do not conduct the power of electricity. <laughs> but they look like they can. Uh, so, are we are we are we picturing like a like a cat-sized hedgehog shrew thing or are we picturing like a like a teeny tiny tardigrade size well there are tenrecs that are about rabbit sized so pretty really? decently sized some some of the other tenrecs are ugly yes this one is not as much you know why because it's kind of small and that's adorable but to give you a more accurate representation of what this guy can possibly look like we have a little segment on this show called well I'll let you tell me what that's called. Because if you want to submit your own intro to this segment, just go ahead and do it. Just, write, just put it right into your phone. Write in your phone's memos. And then email it right on over. So Just tap that voice memo. Tap record. Say measure up. Tap end. Type in measure up coolness yeah. as your title. Yeah. We'll only accept it if it says that. <laughs> and then uh, type the email button and then just email to ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. Yeah, speak it, sing it, or yell it. Whatever your heart desires. But we can't wait for that, so we'll just do it ourselves. Welcome to the listeners' favorite part of the show. Measure up! Last time we almost harmonized. Yeah. We should we should definitely plan this out. <laughs> Alright. So this is going to be just a bad measure up for uh for in terms of hardness in terms of difficulty this is going to be a big one um hard pass can i can i opt out so for the first one we're just going to ease into it it's not super super challenging i would like to be a conscientious defector and defector uh, yeah so i'd like to defect from this activity you can't you're you're in it now we've we've sung we've we've heard the intro we're in this segment now Three until the fast facts. Three hundred tenrecs. That's my answer to question number one. <laughs> it's wildly wrong. <laughs> good. But here's the question. It's good. But I have I have a reference point. We're talking about body length, and they are a hundred, uh, an average of one hundred and forty-four millimeters, or five point five inches. How many tenrecs go into the thickness of the world's thickest book, according to the Guinness Book of World Records? Hmm. I'll give you a hint. It's not the Guinness Book of World Records. No, I can't imagine it would be. Here's a hint. What is the thickest world of the book? I'm about to give you it. Oh, is that, hint. That's, that's the hint? Yeah. It's all of Agatha Christie's Miss Marple stories, including all of the short stories and the novels, which is 12 novels and 20 short stories in total. In one bound book? Yes. That sounds like a waste of time and paper the book not, contains not, not that agatha christie's stuff is a waste it's just a waste to put them all into one giant book the the book contains four thousand four thousand and thirty two pages and weighs I don't, i'm not gonna tell you that i'll tell you that if you have no idea what the, if you're floundering i'll tell you how much the the weight is not gonna help me sure it will why because that's how big it is but you're this is a length question thickness question that's sure yeah the length between one cover and the other. Um. All right. So five point five inches. That is about. Oh yeah, I did write it down. <laughs> I'm putting. I'm. I'm holding my fingers apart in a five point five inch estimation. I'm gonna say three point one. Three point one tenrex. Mm-hmm. It's two point two tenrex. Oh wow. The book is twelve point six inches or three hundred and twenty two millimeters. 
I was picturing a comically large book. This is a fairly large book. Like one that you couldn't, like it would, the whole spine would kind of do this giant U shape if you opened it. <laughs> I wonder if it's thicker than it is long. I don't know. Why not just make it longer? Anyway. Make it, make it a bigger book. Anyway, that brings us to the next part. That wasn't so bad. The weight. Now, when I was in high school, I I, pro- I, I didn't apply myself in the maths and the sciences very much. I struggled with them, but I prided myself on the fact that if I did try, I could usually get a concept down and pass a test. There was one concept I could not understand. Imaginary numbers? No. Uh, and to to ask this question... I had to dust off those old chemistry books and figure it out because that's how I did the calculations. I'm glad that you did the calculations so that I can guess. Here we go. 303 grams is how much these these guys weigh, which is about seven ounces. How many hydrogen atoms go into the weight of a tenric? Well, I know they have some sort of like weight measurement on the periodic table of elements and hydrogen is the lightest so as as a one they have a hydro they have a molar mass of one and i could not get mole mole, I mole could is, not get mole when i was in high school mole is like it's like some 10 to the something like of of this you know let's say it's 10 to the fifth or something like that that's how many that's one mole of atoms right no it's a certain amount it's like it's, it's it's many millions of atoms. I'll tell you what it is once you... Because if I tell you, it's actually a huge hint. But here's a different hint. There is one mole of hydrogen... Actually, no, here it is. There is one mole of hydrogen in one gram of hydrogen atoms. So a mole is the amount of things that equal a, a gram of it. So, like, how many atoms of a thing equal a gram of that thing. That's the weight of it, the mass of it. Something like that. How I many atoms are in wrong. one gram of it? Yeah, so... It's that a, depends on the density. It's a one-to-one thing here. So you're right. The mole of a hydrogen atom is one. Because it's the lightest element. You're asking me how many hydrogen atoms go into... How many what? A tenric? Yeah, the weight of a tenric. Is this gonna is this gonna require me to say an exponent? No. No. What do you mean an exponent? Like, is this gonna be like ten to the seventeenth, which has is like a well, the, all like a the, all of those numbers have a name. I know, but I don't know the name of you, anything past if you get the correct or no. Nov- if you even cor- get the correct amount of digits, I'll consider this a win. <laughs> all right, I'll just go with digits. Okay. Just tell me the. F- the first two numbers and how many digits after that? The first two numbers. Yeah. Are thirty-seven. Okay. And then there are twenty-four zeros after that. That's how many hydrogen atoms go into a ten rec. You got the digits right on the money. No, I didn't. Yeah, twenty-six digits. Did I say twenty-six or twenty-four? Well, you said twenty-four plus the two in front. You said. Oh I said, yeah, twenty-six digits. But it's twelve. Okay, so here's the real so, number. <laughs> 12 septillion, 222 sextillion atoms. Septillion? I even said septillion. That's 12 with... Nice! That's a 26-digit number starting with 12. Take that measure up. (laughs) You did it. Yeah, I've 
I've graduated. <laughs> yeah. We stop now? <laughs> Never. <laughs> now they can just get harder. <laughs> All right. I'm, that's good. It. I'm, I'm very bad with astronomical units, but I'm very good with atomic units. <laughs> Yeah, the the smaller we get, the better you are. Yes, yes. Okay. I'm more of a granular thinker. <laughs> Man, how did you get that? I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't have told you that was septillion either. I had to look up what the weight of this thing was, and it told me in moles, and then I had to figure out how many, like, how many atoms <laughs> that would be into the grams. So I, I was, like, multiplying a huge number by, like, 203 grams. So I got an even bigger number, and then I had the number of, and then it was that number where it was like one point something 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 little e, yeah. And then it's like that's how many, and I'm like, ugh. Like what number so is I'm that? Like, what is that? So then I looked that up. Then I had to look up what that was called, and I found <laughs> it was called the septillion. You just you just do the decimal and then times ten to the whatever. Yeah, but this isn't a math podcast, is it? Sometimes it is. It shouldn't be. <laughs> it really shouldn't be. So, are you ready to talk about the Tenrec again? Sure. About, talk, We've been talking about talk it this about whole time. Tennyson. All right. Tenny eats uh, almost nothing but earthworms. That's his diet. Earthworms. Uh, they will sometimes stomp their paws on the ground. Their cute little people paws on the ground uh, to get those worms a moving. Uh huh. Which I guess that works. Because that's their thing. Um, they live in shallow burrows with their with their familias. Same. Um, yeah, it's pretty shallow, being that it's above ground. Yeah, the foundation <laughs> is below ground. Um, yeah, that's good. Uh, they can they can also do that pseudo hibernation thing that a lot of mammals do that we think they're hibernating, but they're actually not. The torpor torpor. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, they can do that. It's not full hibernation, but it's like. I think it's called practical hibernation or it's fun- practically fun- hibernation functional hibernation I think is what it's called um but other than that that's what i've got on the tenrec and so other than the fact that it looks like um it can it can deliver unto you a, a, a nice thunder shock what's interesting about this little guy nothing that's it okay that's good oh wait there's one more thing uh the Tenric is the only mammal in the world to stridulate. So it's we'll like, see you next time, folks. <laughs> so it's got this nice, like, this gait. It's got this swagger when it moves. It stridulates. No, it sure doesn't. Stridulating <laughs> is is producing sound by rubbing body parts together. So I guess you could say most animals can do that. Producing sound by rubbing body parts together for the purpose of communication. Got it. So, insects are the most common stridulators. When they stridulate, <laughs> they rub their legs together, sometimes their wings, body segments, you name it. If a, if a, if, a, if an insect's got it, it's going to rub it together to communicate. <laughs> rub your it's wings eyeballs. together. So, rub your wings together for the list of following things that stridulate. Crickets, grasshoppers, ants, beetles... Catedids and tarantellas. Tarantulas. Quentin tarantellas. Yeah. Some snakes rub their scales together to produce a sizzling sound. I didn't know that tarantulas could do that. Sure can. Some of them. A specific one does. I don't I don't want tarantulas to be able to make sounds. <laughs> they hiss. 
It's terrifying. Do they? Oh, yeah. We need to do tarantulas. Uh, Everyone loves it when we do spiders. What are we doing <laughs> all these cute mammals for? <laughs> um, so Tenrix will rub special spines together to create this clicking, like a clicking sound. Um, yeah, it uh, sounds like this. Sort of. And uh, jury's still out on, as to whether we can hear that. More on that later. So the quills are located in the middle of their back. Um, they're made of keratin, like your hair or your fingernails. Not like ch- uh, chitin, which is popular among bugs and anthropods. Arthropods. You, this is the second time you said anthropods. It's, it's going to be 100% officially that someday. <laughs> Eventually, we will meld with the crabs and we will become anthropods. <laughs> Um, human feet that's what that means (laughs) human feet um okay so tenrix can move these quills on their backs uh independent or all the quills on their backs when threatened um but the special quills can move independently are we going to talk about how creepy these things look what things the the quills that they use to make sounds why are they they look like Sarlacc pit teeth. They do kind of look like that, yeah. Like a, there's there's all these regular quills, and then there's just this patch on the middle of their back that looks like it's inward facing teeth. Like yeah. there's another mouth in there. Like you're watching the thing, and then they just kind of come together like a Venus flytrap. Yeah, cre- it's really creepy. Look at this up on YouTube. Look at this up on look YouTube. Look at this up on YouTube. That's uh, racist. Um, <laughs> racist against what? Mario. Yes, I was doing my best appropriating Mario culture. No, I was appropriating to just Mario. Mario culture. (laughs) (laughs) So the tips rub together to make clicks or snapping sounds. Um, This can be used for three possible reasons. One is to communicate between mother and young. Um, The BBC captured a lost juvenile Tenric rejoining his family when a parent started to stridulate. There's going to be a link in the show notes to see a video of that. It's like, oh, guys, I gotta go. My mom's back fat ma is calling me. <laughs> back fat ma sounds like the worst album from, like, I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like a Limp Biscuit album. I guess, yeah. <laughs> back fat ma. And it's, it works in both ways because not only is ma a mouth, but it's also his ma. <laughs> <laughs> um, it could also be to alert others to predators or intimidate predators. So, Tenrix have a great sense of smell. And when they catch a whiff of a predator, to catch a whiff of a predator, (laughs) their quills will point up and forward. So they get spooked by a scent and their quills stand on end. Their hackles go up and sometimes like point forward uh, in the direction of danger. Spooky, scary, sends a smell. Yeah, exactly. Um, So they then vibrate the quills to make a scary sound to, to... to spook the predator. I didn't hear a scary sound. I just heard the clicks. Well, scary to a predator, which is like... Well, I, don't, I didn't expect that little thing to uh, make, make weird sounds. I'm out. I'm just out. I'm not down. A- anything subverts my expectations, and I am not down with this meal. They also, as you pointed out, when they're looking for food, when they're approached by predators, they also stamp their little feet. As, to say, as if to say, not today, snakes. Or birds, or whatever. Or Satan. <laughs> or yeah snakes whatever it's madagascar snakes right i think they're i'm 
I don't know. Maybe Madagascar is one of those islands that doesn't have any snakes like Ireland. Yeah, who could say? Actually, no, I think Ireland's the only place that doesn't have snakes besides Antarctica. Sounds reasonable. The Fusa. Fossa? That's what that's what they call it, the Fusa in Ma- in the movie Madagascar. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it could be that. Um, so they also possibly click with their tongues to echolocate. Possibly? Yeah. Uh, there's a really unclear BBC article about them finding... Um, finding Tenrex and then using bat um, detectors to hear what the like really high frequency sounds they're making and they're making sounds all the time and I couldn't tell based on the reading of the article if that was just the the mouth sounds they're making or if it's the the, the quills the back fat mom right so I think it's the mouth sounds because they don't mention the quills till later um but we can hear their mouth sounds. <laughs> uh, so they found that they're constantly communicating. So this could mean that they're using clicks to get around the dark forest at night and find but uh, worms and things. So right next to linens and things. Um, so it's like not linens and things, worms and things. No one is quite sure why they communicate with both their mouths and their quills. Um, typically mammals that make calls use vocalization, uh, exclusively for auditory communication. But, uh, the only reason I know that is because this is the only animal that stridulates that's a mammal. True. Um, possibly this is because the clicking is really good for cutting through the din of the forest, uh, according to David Attenborough. Interesting. I feel like a lot of things would click, but... I guess if I I didn't read the article, so it hasn't clicked. Or specific high frequency sounds that are produced by the clicking. Yeah, I'm sure they're like tuned in to that 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 channel. Yeah, so they they they're they're subscribed to that frequency of sound, just like you you out there should subscribe to this show. So they they I read that when they they might have been Tenrix might have been the first mammals to reach. Madagascar, so when they're ad- when they they spend years adapting to the island, they didn't have any. They had very little competition, so they developed kind of weird traits, like stridulating, and like crazy looking bee costume. Yeah, the sky's the limit when things aren't eating you. True. Yeah. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> Look at what we've, we've accomplished. We've got clothes. <laughs> And then computers and things. Clothes are cooler. <laughs> they are warmer. True. Than computers. Yeah. Is that all you got? That's all I got. Okay. Well, that was the ten wreck. The lowland Stra- strike. Stri- strangulated. Strangulated. Strangulating. <clears throat> so for you out there. Streaked. Streaked. There we go. For you out there in podcast land, stomp the ground, grab some grub. And put your quills together for the Tenrec, like we do here at Life, Death, and Taxonomy. Hey, Taxonomy Titans! Tenrecs may be the only mammals that communicate with stridulation, but humans are the only animals to communicate with social media little known fact. But we aren't prickly Tenrix, we'd love to hear from you. If you want to give us feedback, 
send us your favorite animal memes, or give us episode ideas, you can find us on Facebook, Gmail, Twitter, and now introducing Instagram. Just search us by the name LD Taxonomy on all of the social medias. And as always, your reviews on iTunes and other podcast apps go a long way in tickling our fancies. Thanks for listening and supporting your local homegrown podcasts. Put your quills together. This is the best drawing I've ever done for this show. <laughs> it is pretty good.